and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. So before I launch in today, I just want to mention that if you are a counsellor, personal trainer, nutritionist or dietitian, and you work with people with eating disorders or disordered eating, you may be interested in my upcoming body image training, which is on Saturday the 18th of November on Zoom from 9.30 till 4pm. In this course, I talk all about what is body image? We look at vulnerable groups across society who could be more likely to develop negative body image. We look at the development of body image for an individual over the course of their life and the different experiences that can have a critical impact on this. And then the main part of the training is looking at skills and strategies to support a client in really improving their body image. So this is a really practical course, will equip you with lots of tools that you need to support your clients. So if you are interested, do get in touch with me, harriet.frew at gmail.com. Okay, hope to see some of you there. So today it's a bite-sized episode and it's me talking about what is normal eating anyway. Okay, so I think this might actually be the first bite-sized episode in a while that is actually a bite-sized episode because usually I end up waffling on for quite a long time. But initially, when I was thinking of doing these bite-sized episodes, I was thinking more like 10, 15 minutes. So I'm kind of hoping I might nail it this time, but we shall see. So what is normal eating? And I guess firstly, just to say that I don't really like the word normal. Everyone's normal is slightly different, isn't it? So I think it's really important to explore this in that kind of wider context okay what is normal for one person is not going to be normal for another person i think it's really important as well when we take into account things like neurodiversity when people are sort of um have sort of sensory issues around food and all of that so it can be quite kind of complex and what might be really normal for one person is very different for another so I think it's really hard, isn't it, to know anyway, what is normal eating? Because in a world where eating has become quite a complicated business, there's so much confusion, contradictory messages daily about what to eat, what not to eat, and you cannot be blamed for feeling lost in the jungle of food choices. And I think as well, because of the society we live in, under a very weight-centric, health-focused model, we have lost sight, really, of what it means to be healthy. Because I think often if you have lost weight and you are thinner, even if you are making yourself sick, even if you're chewing and spitting, even if you're in not a good place, you're feeling physically awful because you're so starving, people around you might still praise you and validate that weight loss. And it can be very, very confusing because you can think, well, actually, I am more healthy now. You know, the doctor's telling me so, the scales are telling me so, all my friends are telling me so. It can be very, very confusing. So also, I think the whole kind of exercise side of things, um, you know, we are encouraged sometimes, I think, as well to really go hard or go home, avoid certain food groups as well, go for long periods of restrictive eating, you know, the whole time restrictive eating, etc. So many different messages. And I think 
Not to say that time-restrictive eating is just terrible full stop, but I think for anyone who struggles with their relationship with food, it is a very precarious path to go down. So, all of these practices, I think, really lead us quite far away from what we might describe as our own normal healthy relationship with food and actually we can get into a place where we become quite malnourished and actually we're not in a healthy place mentally or physically and our self-worth is on the floor. So I'm going to share some of my thoughts about what normal eating is. So normal eating for me definitely feels being food neutral. So I feel that I don't have lots of good foods and bad foods, healthy foods and unhealthy foods. No food is up there on the pedestal of super health. No food is kind of demonized for me as a food I should never go near and never ever eat again, should avoid at all costs. So eating for me means sort of feeling neutral about eating a whole range of foods and also really incorporating pleasure into that experience as well you know eating should be enjoyable and social and part of life and I think it's really important to feel that yum yum you know from eating whether that be after enjoying a delicious cupcake or a crunchy salad and it shouldn't be about feeling really anxious or guilty for what we're eating and obsessing over the next meal we're going to eat and how many calories and whether it's a good choice or a bad choice etc you know, for me, I think normal eating very much means that your eating is just kind of humming along in the background of your life in quite a neutral way, almost in the same way that you might be breathing and not really thinking about breathing. Now, I'm guessing with food, we can probably never have it in the background quite as much as with breathing. But I think definitely for me, that's something I kind of like am aiming towards, really. I don't want to be sort of thinking about food all the time. I want it to just be something that's like nourishing me, something that I enjoy, I'm fueling myself with, not something I'm obsessing over, not something that has really heightened emotion around it, whether it be like super, super excitement or happiness or kind of guilt and anxiety. And not to say that I wouldn't feel happy about eating. I think I do generally enjoy my food, but I think it's taking food off the kind of pedestal, really. Because I think when you have an eating disorder or disordered eating, you are, even if you're not eating very much, you're always thinking about the next time that you're going to eat and food becomes the kind of pinnacle of your day. Maybe if you're binge eating or chewing and spitting or kind of emotionally eating, you're always kind of looking forward to that eating episode and it becomes the way that you kind of soothe, give yourself pleasure, switch off from the world and um, you know not that food as well can be those, it can be those things sometimes but if it's the number one thing you're always turning to it's not so helpful. So food neutrality that's our number one. Okay number two regular eating. So you know I love my regular eating So I think, I know for me, normal eating means eating regularly and including all the food groups. Unless, of course, you have a genuine food intolerance. It doesn't involve prolonged periods of restriction and denial or eating only orange foods on a Tuesday, for example. So for me, in a day, I will definitely have my three meals and three snacks. I have some flexibility around the timing of my eating, depending what's going on in the day. But generally, like my regular eating is as much part of my self-care in the same way that I brush my teeth a couple of times a day, um, in the same way that I try and make sure I'm in bed 
like not too late every night and then I get up around the same time every day is like a cornerstone to my self-care and how I look after myself. And by practicing regular eating, it means that I'm never getting to the stage where I'm really over hungry, I'm always fueled. It means that I have mental clarity and focus. It means I can really engage and have energy in the activities I want to do physically. You know, I have lots of energy and I can just go about my day. And I'm not always preoccupied with food. You know, I think when we are in a restrictive or a binge cycle or overeating cycle, we're tending to think about food a lot, okay? Whereas when you're doing regular eating, your blood sugar is much more stable, your body is nourished, and in a way, food can take a bit more of a back seat because you're kind of like putting the fuel in the tank and then it can kind of like, you know, function along in the background. And yeah, so regular eating, I love it, it's my number one thing. I think as well, this regular eating is a really good stepping stone towards intuitive eating. And I think as well, you know, intuitive eating principles, they offer a fantastic framework around eating. But I think as well, if you're covering from an eating disorder or disordered eating, regular eating can sometimes be the number one thing to do because, you know, with the best will in the world, if you are fully trying to do intuitive eating, it's not always so practical with day-to-day life. Okay, whereas if you've got your regular eating in as a cornerstone of self-care, you're much more likely to stay fueled, look after yourself, and prevent those disordered eating behaviors slipping in. So number two, regular eating. Number three, satisfaction. So normal eating should leave you feeling satiated and satisfied. So you're not still hungry after eating, whilst you're also not overfilling your tank, overfilling your tummy maybe to punishing levels. But having said this, I think there's no perfect eating. And a normal eater will often perhaps slightly under eat or overeat without kind of doing that deliberately. But you know, might just slightly kind of like not hit the perfect line if there's such a thing. But also trusting as well that your body will balance it out. So an example in my life is, you know, one day maybe if I eat my kind of normal lunch and then I find myself a bit later getting hungrier again, I would just have an extra snack. You know, I will, if I, you know, perhaps on that day, my body's eating a bit more fuel. I would just very much kind of go with that and trust that, okay? So really important, I think, to feel that satisfaction. You don't want to be feeling preoccupied with food after you have eaten. And often if you've been in a phase of restriction, when you finally do allow yourself to eat, it's very tempting then to just fall into an overeating cycle because your body is kind of like on catch up and the pendulum is swinging the other way. So what else is relevant for me under normal eating? I say number four is social eating. So normal eating means being able to go out with friends for a birthday meal without feeling anxious or scanning menus or having to like bring your own chicken and broccoli or something in a box. It means being present in conversations without calorie counting or rule obsessing or, you know, thinking about food all the time. So it's being able to just go out and socially enjoy the time with your friends, to be really, really present, to be able to have the cake if it's someone's birthday without having to kind of do numerous calculations in your head, to be able to be a bit more spontaneous as well. So, you know, if someone suddenly says to you, hey, shall we get a takeaway tonight? 
actually, if you really fancy that and you want to spend time with that friend or whatever, and you get, you know, it's a, something that you genuinely enjoy, you can just kind of go for it. It's not going to suddenly derail you from your plan. So it's being able to kind of go out socially, be flexible and enjoy all those good things. Number five, no food rules. So this really links to the first point around food neutrality. So normal eating involves an absence of food rules and restrictions. So you might still have a self-care structure around your eating. So, you know, it might not be having like donuts every day for breakfast. You might still be having um, some structure, some scaffolding around your eating with that kind of regular eating structure, trying to have balanced meals, etc. But at the same time, you know, no food rules. So I guess, again, you know, I just used the example about donuts for breakfast. You know, I could still have a donut for breakfast, um, but I might not choose to do that every day. Um, But at the same time, there are no food rules. Do you know what I mean? If I was on a desert island for a week and the only food available was donuts, I would be eating those donuts very, very happily. Okay. So normal eating, it really involves an absence of rules and restrictions. Um, So the normal eater as well is far less prone to the, I've blown it, so I might as well eat everything in sight. Because of, if you're a normal eater, there's no sort of wagon to fall off almost in the first place. You know, in a way, you're just so much more neutral around food. If you do eat a kind of few biscuits in in an unplanned way, it's no big deal really, because you have that kind of self-trust. You're not kind of beating yourself up, labeling yourself, berating yourself for committing some crime. Um, You're just in a much more peaceful place with it all. Number six, weight. So normal eating involves your weight being roughly stable. Although a normal eater probably won't pay much attention to weight anyway, as there are no rapid fluctuations or fixations with a number on the scales. Now, I don't weigh myself. I know that all my clothes fit. I have a lot of self-trust in my body. You know, so if my eating is a bit varied, if I go on holiday maybe, or if I'm eating out a bit more one week, I kind of trust it's all going to work out. And I'm not sort of jumping on the scales every day trying to meticulously control my weight because of I know in a way that's not very helpful and actually I think when we try and get into that place as well we're often trying to pursue a number on the scales which maybe isn't really where our body is fully happy so it's trying to find that kind of happy place where your body is at its set point where you don't have to do all this kind of over control actually you can just trust your body and your body weight is going to just be in that kind of peaceful place and it's probably not going to change very much anyway. Okay, number seven, the background of thinking about food, etc. So normal eating involves food blurring into the background of life instead of it being a strong preoccupation. So food may bring immense amounts of pleasure and joy, but it's not at the forefront of decisions or taking up buckets of emotional energy. So with food in its rightful place, you have greater focus and clarity for the projects you love, for meaningful relationships, and inspiring hobbies or life adventures. So your values swing much more into focus without everything revolving around food and your body. So I know this is like so true for me, like I love it in a way that I can get up in the morning and focus on my day, you know, whether it's creating content or seeing clients or spending time with my children or like doing chores around the house or whatever other exciting things I'm up to in my life. But I really like that, 
you know, I know I've got my regular eating in place, I'm fueling myself, but it means in a way, food is now in the background, I can just get on and focus on all the other things that are important to me because I'm in a place where I'm fueled, I'm not distracted or obsessing around food. So if you're struggling with disordered eating or an eating disorder, it can feel incredibly challenging to move towards a healthier relationship with food. And what seems easy perhaps for me to talk about here, it can feel like an Everest to climb day by day. And it can be deeply bewildering almost to navigate this journey with all the media bombardment, bombardment of new regimes and body overhauls and all the kind of promise of the next best thing that's gonna change your body forever. So put simply, although it's not always simple to implement, it's about going within and listening much more to your body rather than following an external rule book. So you might as well want to read up on the intuitive eating principles because they can be as well a really, really helpful guide for your journey. And these are like 10 principles that talk all about things like food neutrality, exercising for the joy of movement, you know, tuning into your hunger and fullness, you know, doing all these good things, not having good and bad foods, etc. So the intuitive eating principles as well focus a lot on mental well-being as well as physical well-being, and they are really, really helpful. But as I've said, I think the good old regular eating is a great way into this first. You know, sometimes it's quite hard to jump into intuitive eating when you have had an eating disorder or disordered relationship with food. So give yourself lots of space and time with this, but you can also read up on intuitive eating principles because this will just really guide you and give you a bit of a framework to have a much more peaceful relationship with food, body, and yourself. So be patient and compassionate with yourself in healing your relationship with food. And of course, you might want to get some more support if you're really struggling and you've been, you know, you're just finding it really hard to do this alone. That is okay. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. So I think, again, it's not really been a super bite-sized one, but it's probably a bit shorter than some of my episodes. So if you're not following me already on Instagram, do seek me out, the eating disorder therapist underscore. So after confessing here, reposting a lot of old content for quite a long time after my old account got hacked. Oh, it was a sad day, it really was. Um, all that loss of all those posts I had written. Anyway, um, you know, we move on and it's only social media. So I'm really trying at the moment to create some more content, and um, some new fresh content on Instagram. So please do go and seek me out. So that's at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And if you enjoy this podcast, I'll be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. If you're looking for more support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. That's my website. I have got a bit of a waiting list for one-to-one therapy, but you might be interested to join my online um, 10 steps to intuitive eating course. And there's 50% off that at the moment with a code freedom is possible and that is a great way to get an introduction to the way I work it's like lots of short videos lecture content so it's a great way really if you want to kind of dip your toe a bit into like seeing how I work knowing what it might be like to work with me maybe on a one-to-one basis this can be a great starting point okay thank you so much for listening I really do appreciate all your support with this podcast I'm really hoping that we're going to hit a million downloads by the beginning of December. So thank you for all your support. Muchly appreciated. I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. 